and girls, sports fans around the world, we are back yet again. Rob and Aaron here to talk a little bit of basketball of both the college and professional variety in a quick 30-minute episode. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing over there? I'm good, man. I'm chilling out here in the Bay. It's all good. Splash Brothers is back in action, so all is right in the Bay again. And my Sacramento Kings are still a very bad team. Uh, man, let, let, let's kick this off without wasting any time. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with some some NCAA talk. We've got uh, conference tournaments going on, and we got the March Madness just around the corner. Um, what, is, what are a couple of couple of hot takes that you want to you want to talk about with with the people? So one hot take I got is I think this year will probably be one of the lowest rated. March Madness tournaments out there uh, solely because Ooh, of the whole a statement thing. right there. I think that I, I think with all this, uh, with all the FBI scandal and all of their doing of all of this, I think uh, it's actually going to wind up hurting the ratings. Um, and I think it will kind of be one of the lowest rated tournaments. Um, but with that being said, I honestly think it's going to be uh I think this is one of the years that one of those mid-majors is going to make make a deep run. I don't know. I just got this feeling. Something's telling me, you know, watch out for one of those kind of like Xavier. Even though, you know, Xavier is ranked in, you know, the top three. But, um, you know, I, I think just kind of based upon where they finish and uh, where they get ranked, I think they could go into the tournament making a lot of noise. Uh just a team, you know, one of those teams you don't hear too much about uh, every year. You know, I think this year they got a solid team. And it's, it's a lot of parity uh, within the tournament. So, I think they could get hot. And I think Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma has a legit shot if, if uh, Trey Young gets going, you know, he can uh, he can potentially make a run and carry that team like, a, like Steph did Davidson back in the day. You know what, Trey Young reminds me a lot. A lot of a young Chef Curry, the way Curry carried Davidson back in the day. I, I think yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a, a year a year of the year of the defense. I think uh, I think the good old Virginia Cavaliers have a have a legit shot at, at making a run for the money here. And I, I don't say money with a joke here because you know there, there should be no money involved in any of this, as we all know. <laughs> Yeah, one one team that oh, one one school one program that disappoints me year after year after year and I'm telling you I fell out my bracket I'm like this is the year I'm so confident they're gonna get this done oh this is finally it and that is those Michigan State Spartans they let me down every single year the curse of Tom Izzo I don't know what it is every year they let me down man <laughs> that was either gonna be my guess or Kentucky uh, those are usually the top two teams that always get a lot of hype and then. Uh, you know they don't fulfill their their promise. Um, didn't didn't Michigan State one year get upset like way early? Didn't they lose to like a fourteen seed or a thirteen seed or something like that one year? They sure did. They did not play the role of spoiler. They played the role of spoiled. But yeah, it, it was a very yeah. disappointing season for them. And I mean, the Villanova's got one of the one of the most intriguing you know offensive systems in all of college basketball. The, the way they run things over there and 
as much as I hate to say it, being a Temple grad, I, I never never count them out come tournament time. But I don't think you know, I don't think it's uh, the program that's going to match some of the more juggernaut ones of the of the college basketball realm. Uh, I, don't know, I, re- I really think I really think Virginia's got a got a shot. Um, what are some of the uh, some of the surprise teams that you think can make a make a run? I think Oklahoma, um, I'm, Texas, I think, you know, Texas gets in. Shaka Smart, you know, what he used to do up in VCU. Uh, I think he can make a run with those guys. Um, and kind of, I think, you know, always the Zags, man. I just, you don't, you haven't heard too much about them this year, but you can never count out the Zags. They made a deep run last year, uh, so they got some experience, and, this is like the one thing about kind of that I like, but I don't like about college basketball is like the regular season conference tournaments don't really mean anything uh, because <laughs> you could go undefeated, you know, like, um, you know, Kentucky did a couple of years ago, going to the tournament, lose one game, um, been the best team all year, but have nothing to show for it. Um so I, I enjoy the tournament from, you know, the uh, the entertainment aspect, but I think it's a terrible way to decide, you know, a champion, so to speak, um, just because I don't, you know, it's a terrible way for me because it's just, you know, you could go 500 and then go, you know, win, get on a six-game hot streak and, uh, and win it. And then also oh, for sure. another team um, – Godly, I can't even think of them who they are. Chris Mullen is the coach. St. John's, uh, you know they got big Saint wins. St. John's, they had St. John's. They had big wins over Duke. They had a big win over Bellanova. You know those boys, if they get hot, they get some confidence going. Uh, you know, I, I'm not picking them to make a deep run, but I, I think I could see if St. John sneaks in. You know, they could give. You know, they have Chelsea. They can definitely be that 12 that. You know, beats a four, uh, kind of a deal. One one team that that I always enjoy watching come tournament time, uh, and that they're they've gained a lot of prominence and notoriety over the years. Um, but as far as this season goes, I, they're currently ranked number eleven in the country. Wichita State. I'm I'm looking for them to make some noise. That there's there's something about that program. That they got a little magic over there in Wichita. You know, being living out in Kansas for a little bit, uh, I, you know, I, I like Wichita State. I like the Shockers, but I think, you know, I don't think they're as prominent as they've been in years past. Uh, you know, in years past. Which is, surpri- coming, which is surprising with their, with their rankings. I, I agree 100%, but, uh, no, it's, these rankings are always interesting. We can get into probably an hour-long debate about, about how much they mean and, and how relevant they are, but, I agree that they're not as good this year as they have been in the past, and here they are sitting number eleven overall. And as far as the as far as we're going into this uh, this dance here, yeah. So I mean, I I, I like them, and I definitely uh, keep them, and I think they could be a, a sweet sixteen team. So it wouldn't surprise me, uh, but seeing them get in past the sweet sixteen, uh, that would be very surprising uh, for me. Now, this is this is probably one of the one of the less talented teams, or maybe not necessarily less talented, but uh, a team that doesn't gel together and play as cohesively as 
this program has in the past. And that's that's good old Kentucky. I mean, sitting down there in the in the twenties as far as the as the uh, rankings go. Uh, this is going to be a true test to Calipari's coaching because I, I feel like he gets a lot of fair criticism. I feel like he gets a lot of unfair criticism, and he's he's got a he's got a somewhat uh, you know struggling group of guys over there. So I really want to see how he's going to allow them to rise to the occasion or help them rise to the occasion. Uh, but I I don't see I don't see Kentucky making much noise at all, which is which is something that I'm not used to. Any thoughts on Kentucky? Well, I was saying this. I mean, well, Kentucky is like with all the talent they've had come through Kentucky, all the talent Calipari has had in his career, um, and he's only got one national title to show for it, like that to me goes to show a long way that the guy doesn't know how to coach. Um, how does he get, know, how does he get it, so much talent? What is what is so special about Mr. John Calipari that all these – Because he's the recruit. Hey, uh, <laughs> And you got to exactly, pay to play, exactly. man. You already know that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, send all those kids to Temple. How about that? Yeah, you got to pay to play. So uh, that's all I know. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of it. So, you know, I – I'm just not. I'm just not a. I'm not a Calipari fan just because of that. Like people give this guy so much credit, like he's the you know best coach out there. But I'm just like, he doesn't know how to coach. He hasn't done anything. Look at. I mean, he had so much talent come through there, and it's kind of like he's got nothing to show for it besides drafting. So it's kind of like, hey, you want to get drafted, you know, in the top ten uh, of the NBA be a future number one overall pick, Calipari is your guy. Uh, you want to go win a national title uh, and have a prominent college career? <laughs> your guy. Uh, now, so much so much of a team's success or, or struggles come tournament time lies in the bracket that they're in. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing where all these, all these chips fall to come – Selection day. Yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, you know, actually, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting tournament. Uh, you know, just from a, a competition wise, just because there's a lot of parity. So, um, you know, to me, I think there's a, a lot of room for uh, for some upsets. So. I will. I will definitely kind of have the uh, kind of be in the upset bracket heavy kind of a deal. I'm all about entertainment, man. I want to. I want to see the next Florida Gulf Coast University come out here and just dunk on everybody. That's what I was looking for, man. I, I, I was just thinking the same thing. I, was like, I haven't heard much from uh, from those boys out there in Florida Gulf Coast recently. So too much sunshine down there. So who's your final four? Oh, well, my final four. Um, of course, we don't know what the the final bracket, what the bracket's going to be, but we can make some assumptions. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, the Virginia Cavaliers. I'm going to go with the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, I'm going to go with the Kansas Jayhawks. And and. I'm gonna go with those Wichita, Wichita, excuse me, Wichita State 
boys. Okay. So I'm going to go Bellanova, Michigan State. I got this, this odd, this odd thing. I, I think UVA is going to get there. And kind of just my outsider, and I don't know why I'm going to, I'm going with this, but I'm going Florida. Hmm, Florida. All right. Why Florida? I don't know what it is? I I just got this feeling, man. I, you know, it's they always. I don't know. They just always seem to kind of just get it together and you know, make a run and, and get, they, they're just one of those teams that just wait for March. Um, true. Yeah, true. I think and, maybe and a Florida, gonna... maybe a Florida, maybe a Miami, you know, one of those, those are, those are kind of my two, my two sleeper picks because it's kind of like they're talented enough. You know, they're kind of been mid, mid road of, um, you know, their conference, you know, they're not at bottom feeders, but, uh, no, but I, I just think every year they always kind of get they get hot at the right time. Um, and they're that's also all, they're that's also, all the tournament uh, is about. Yeah, they're also a, a, a really well-rounded team, and year after year I feel like they're they're a very well-rounded uh, program as well. I mean, Florida's Florida's just you know, they're just always hanging around, and yeah, you get hot in March. That's all that's all you need. A few a few good games keep things up. Yeah, so I think those are uh, those are kind of my my two little sleeper uh, sleeper picks I'm going with. All right, and uh, UVA is going to win it all. All right, I go, I'm glad we agree on that. Any <laughs> <laughs> uh, any last words about? Uh, and by all means, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get deep into college basketball when we when we do our our show uh, next week. This is just a quick. Quick little tidbit, you know, just a quick thirty minutes, just to, to just to get ourselves back out there. We've been been kind of complacent for a couple of weeks here. Uh, we've been been busy, been traveling the world and whatnot. Uh, but any, any any final words about about uh, NCAA before we talk a little NBA? No, nah, we we go ahead and talk about them, uh, the the struggles in the land. <laughs> struggles in the yeah. land. But LeBron James is playing so well. What are you talking about? Struggles in the land. Define struggle. Go ahead. Define struggle. So, at the end of the day, I think it's Cleveland-Boston Conference Finals. And I honestly think that Boston can take them. I think this is the year that LeBron doesn't get to the finals the street stops. So I'm gonna quickly read the, the I'm gonna quickly read the, the the top I'll read all all eight. All the top eight in the in the East. Real quick. In, in order. Uh the Raptors, who nobody ever seems to want to talk about any year. Uh, nobody the Celtics, them. Ca- <laughs> I, I I'm 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 with you and the rest of America on that, but I'm just pointing out that they currently have the best record in the East. That's all I'm saying. Nothing more, nothing less. The Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, Wizards, Pacers, Fixers, Bucks, and Miami White Hot Heat. So, so those those are the top eight. And I mean, outside of 
Boston and Cleveland, I don't think any of those teams have any shot whatsoever to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even close. It's not, a, it's not even worth, worth watching, in my opinion, until we get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, and here's my thing. So, I think the thing is, is that the Cavs roster they have, they're very, very, very inconsistent. And so they rely too well, much 30, on one 75% of that team is brand new. It's all new faces. Right. And that's what, right. And so, but they don't have, so my thing is this, they don't have someone to go to outside of LeBron. So you're telling me that, you know, seven game series, OBJ playing in 48 minutes constantly, isn't going to take its toll on them. And Boston is a team that can defensively lock you down. Um, and they're going to make them work. And so that, to me, is just kind of – it's the Cavs are – if they're hot, they're hot and they can beat anybody. But to me, it's kind of like that doesn't fly come playoffs. It's like the same thing with the Rockets and the same thing with James Harden. It's like, yeah, your game is cute now in the regular season and it's built for that, but those little ticky-tack fouls ain't going to go in the finals. You know, when it comes down to it, the playoff time, like – he hasn't been able to take it to another level. Um, that's solely because of the way his game is constructed. It's, you know, he's very much flashy, very much, you know, this. And, and, you know, that doesn't really fly when it comes playoff time because teams lock down defensively. You know, you may not – you don't get every little tap foul. Uh, you got to work for it. You're going to earn it. And, uh, and that, to me, is going to be the downfall of the Cavs because it's kind of like, I don't believe in, uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson. I don't believe in J.R. Smith. I don't believe in Tristan Thompson. I just don't believe that all of a sudden these guys are going to turn it on and be the players that they weren't worth. Um, and then just with too much newness, too much this, they don't have a set roster. They're trying to get a set lineup, and then Kevin Love's coming back, and then they'll have to get a new rotation. So to me it's just kind of like way too much going on way too much inconsistency, not enough, you know, just solid this. Because come playoff time, we know what the Warriors are going to do. Come playoff time, you know what Six are going to do. So, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, those to me are the top two teams that uh, I'm looking forward to. Now, does does what's currently going on with Cleveland's roster eerily remind you what was going on when LeBron took him to the finals, his first go around in Cleveland, it was pretty much LeBron and a bunch of average Joes. Right. And he couldn't do it all that. But he didn't have any true competition then. That was the thing. So back then, yeah, he could do it because he didn't, there was no one else built, you know, to, for them to compete with. So, and that to me is kind of like, yeah, you can throw a team together. And that, to me, is always kind of like my knock on Brown. It's like, okay, in the East, it's like, dude, like, put, you know, switch switch records or switch conferences. Put, you know, the Cavs in the West and put Golden State in the East and tell me who would – Golden State would have a better record and the Cavs' record would be way less than what, you know, the records are. So that, to me, is just – you can't tell me different, you know. So I, I agree. That to uh, me, <laughs> so 
So it's like, yeah, in the East, you can put together that. But I think this is the year that Boston is a legit threat. Um, and, you know, I don't – no one ever counts on Toronto. We all know they're going to choke. They're probably good for one series, come to the semifinals, they'll maybe win a game or two, six-game series, but it won't be close. Um, it'll be more the Celtics playing bad than Toronto playing good enough to beat the Celtics or – however the chips may fall. Um, you know, they'll take two games maybe from Boston, maybe take a game from Cleveland. It wouldn't surprise me if they did swept. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. You're counting out one factor. Play off LeBron. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, but play I'm, off, I'm that's gonna, what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I, I give you play off LeBron, but play off LeBron, I mean, it. he needs help. You know, we saw what happened last year with playoff Braun uh, in the finals, and it took Golden State five games. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm definitely I, I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying, and I, I do want to draw those those comparisons because back in oh eight oh nine, uh, it was just LeBron and a bunch of average Joes, and they were even though they made it to the finals, they obviously didn't didn't pull it off. Um, I want to I want to kind of go through some of that roster real quick, so just just to just have a little fun. Um, I'll be real quick with it. Daniel Gibson, J.J. Hickson, Sejunus Ogalskis, uh, Darnell Jackson, Trey Johnson, Terrence Kinsey, Sasha Pavlovich, Joe Smith, Wally Zerbiak, Anderson Vergeau, Ben Wallace, Delonte West, Jawad Williams, Mo Williams, Lorenzen Wright. That that was the Bond squad in 08. Oh my goodness. Just to remind the folks out there. Yeah, I mean, and and it and that squad made it to the NBA Finals. That shows Which you how amazing. terrible the East is. So that shows you how terrible the East was. Yep. And that's why when it came, and that was the year they played the Spurs, and they got washed. What now? So so let's let's uh let's go ahead and, and uh, tentatively agree that that Boston's going to come out of the East. Um, I I don't know if I agree with that. I got to see a little bit more of of these new Cavaliers play together in the next next couple of weeks. But uh, for all for all intents and purposes, let's let's just say Cleveland doesn't have enough time to put it all together, and 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 it can't just be LeBron and and, and, a, and a bunch of nobodies. And of course, these players are 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 average to good, some of them. But LeBron and a bunch of, you know, whoever, whatever. But let's assume that Boston pulls it off thanks to the NBA Finals. Um, we all know who you're going to say is going to be on the other side of that that uh, court, <laughs> Golden State. So how many how many games is it going to take Golden State to beat the Celtics? What are we talking? Five, seven, six, seven. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sit there and say that. That assuming it's Golden State and Boston, it's going to go seven games. Look how, and I, I tell you this, as from the Bay, being out here, everyone's biggest fear is playing Boston. Because if you look ever since, you know, the Warriors have become the Warriors, look at the team that has given them the most trouble consistently. And it's been Boston. Well, even with Isaiah Thomas, even with before Kyrie got there, it has been Boston that has given them the most fits. 
And after that last game they played in Oracle back in January, where they barely escaped, everyone was like, I don't want to see them in the finals. Like, that's the team, you know, like for me as a Patriot, it was kind of like, uh, I'd rather go up against Pittsburgh than Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Jacksonville's got a got a, a shooter like a legit. You know, they're constructed to beat. You know, as a team to beat the Patriots. Um, you know, so that for me is kind of how you know the the Warriors fans out here view uh, the Celtics as a legit. You know, sorry, no one's scared of these. Um, just solely because you know when it comes playoff time, they don't have a lockdown defense. Um, you know, if you want to get in a shootout with the Warriors and take your chances, then, uh, you know, they feel more confident with, uh, you know, four perennial, you know, Hall of Famers and scores uh, who can take over and dominate a game rather uh, than two. So, um, you know, that to me is, uh, you know, a big thing. But Dub Nation, uh, you know, there's a little bit of – there's a little bit of hesitation. Uh, the pucker effect is a little bit more uh, <laughs> when you mention Boston than Cleveland. I will tell you that much. <laughs> but I mean, Boston's probably got one of the best lineups, top to bottom, and the the their their young players, uh, referencing uh, Tatum and, and Brown specifically. I mean, they're they're just playing out of their minds. I mean, it's I, I don't I I don't I can't recall seeing a a duo this young playing this well this often on a team this good and this deep. So I, I definitely think Boston's a great team. Uh, but as far as as far as their guards go, so, go ahead. But the thing with Boston is they're young, they're long, and they just have the ability to switch one through five. And that's what gives Golden State problems is, you know, Okay, cool. We can run the pick and roll, but and we can take uh, you know Jason Tatum. We can take him off the of Draymond, but Tatum can also he's long enough to defend Curry and cause problems for that. Rather than it's kind of like okay, you run the pick and roll and you take Thompson, Tristan Thompson off of Curry off of Draymond and put him on Curry. It's like you got a mismatch. You know <laughs> who you think's gonna win on the perimeter ninety five percent of the time, Tristan Thompson or you know Seth. You know or Okay, you know, we have they you know, Boston just has that ability to where all the screens and everything that Golden State does, they can just constantly rotate. Um and they're not giving up much. You know, they're not you know, there's no true uh, you know, mismatch to where every single time down the court, uh, you know, we can go post this guy up, you know, and just dominate and run our offense through him. Um to where you know, other teams, they have that ability, and I think that's why, you know, they fear uh, Boston just because of that. And if they're going to talk about guard play and specifically Boston's ability to, to guard the guards, uh, one man that we can't forget about is is Mr. Marcus Smart. I think I think he can give give uh, the Warriors a little bit of trouble on the perimeter for sure, defensively. I mean, Boston's a, Boston's a pretty good defensive team. And I mean, if you're, if, if you're going to have one thing going for you, you're going up against an offensive juggernaut like the Warriors, you got to play some defense, which Houston, yeah. man. Exactly. <laughs> Is James Harden locking anybody down? Nope. Oh no, he he's just well, he's he's going to knock him down on offense, as we as we saw. Yeah. <laughs> he'll knock him down on the other side of the ball. 
<laughs> oh, I feel bad for that man. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, put on some skates. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I, I remember those days of roller skating, going to the going to the roller rink as a, as a young teen down in Virginia. <laughs> I never looked that silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're, we're coming up on, uh, on half an hour here. As, as I said, this is just a quick little 30-minute uh, mini-show, if you will. Uh, any closing words over there, Aaron, before we say goodbye to the people out there? Hey, all I'm saying is, uh, you know, I'm going to watch that watch that game this weekend, too. The uh, uh, Houston versus... Uh, Boston on Saturday, that's going to be a good one. And, uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, other than that, man, hey, thanks to everyone for checking in and listening, and uh, we'll definitely catch y'all next week on Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday, and just to give you guys a little bit of foreshadowing, don't forget about that other sport, baseball. We'll get to that in a few weeks. <laughs> All right. We are out. Peace. All right, peace.